0: In honor of Chanukah, I'd like to discuss a an issue dealing with Chanukah, but in connection with our Sidra of Shirin this year about Tvilah, I'm going to discuss specifically the Tefillah of, Al, of Al-Anissim, which we add on Chanukah. The Gemara says in Masachat Shabbat, my Chanukah," and the very famous Gemara explains that on Hanukkah, the people returned to the Beis HaMikdash and found only the flask of oil that held one night's worth of oil. Some texts say there wasn't even a full night's worth of pure oil. And they didn't know what to do, and they lit it, and a miracle occurred that it lasted for eight full days. So, the Gemara hardly mentions any issue of the w- war, that B'nai Israel overcame a powerful army and defeated them in the milchama, in the war on the other hand in Al Anisim, which we say in Shemona we say also in Birchat Hamazon the they pass over the idea of the uh, Pach Hashem, and they don't even mention it at all that there was a miracle involved. But they emphasized the miracle of Masata Giborim biad Chalashim, Rabin biad Ma'atim, Tmeim biad Torim, Rishaim biad Sadikim, Bezeidim biad Toratecha. That the enemy, who were powerful, who were evil, wicked, were overcome by the Tzadikim, by the people who were rather weak, people who learned Torah, and nevertheless, this miracle occurred that the war was won. And of course, many people have raised the question, why is there such a dichotomy between the story of the, of near Hanukkah, of the miracle of Hanukkah as it appears in the Gemara, namely the miracle of the Pacha of the flask of as opposed to Halanissim, where the main thrust of Hanukkah, refers to the war. I'd like to suggest an answer based on the words of Rabbi Ari Pomerantzik. Rabbi Ari a student of the Biskorav, who unfortunately passed away rather young, wrote a sefer called Eimek Bracha. I've quoted the sefer a number of times. There are a lot of very short, beautiful pieces of Torah in this particular sefer. This is one of the longest pieces in the sefer. It's a topic that he discusses how saying Halil on miracles. Let's remember that according to the Bahag, there is a mitzvah da'raisa to say halil. On certain occasions, the Ramban the Rambam, Maimonides, in the first Shorish of Sefer Mitzvahs, argues with the Bahag and says that Halil cannot be da'araisa the Ramban, there defends the opinion of the bag and says that it, he believes indeed that Al is the Raysa and the Ramban has an attempt to find the source for this requirement of saying Halel. In fact, the Bahag, the Ramban, one of the suggestions was that it is a Halachan of Moshe Mishinai, somehow, not written specifically in Torah, but a tradition that we have for Moshe Misinai, that is, an idea of saying Hallel. The text itself, of course, was not necessarily given at that time. The text of saying Hallel is the text of David HaMelech. But nevertheless, the idea of saying Hallel could be a biblical concept. So Hallel Unchanaka might be the epitome of saying Hallel, and it might be Doraisa. As I said before, the, Ram, the Rambam Maimonides says that Hallel is Rabbanan, but it is interesting that that he puts the laws of Halel in Hilchos Hanukkah. I could have done this backwards and asked, "What would you have? Where would you have thought the Rama puts the laws of of Halel?" Some people might have answered in the laws of Brachos, maybe in the laws of Tvila. I doubt if anybody who did not know the correct answer would have guessed that the laws are in Hilchos Hanukkah somehow Hanukkah seems to be the epitome of the concept of saying Halil. The, of course, we know that we say Halil 18 times a year, and besides saying Halil, of course in Eretz Israel we say Hallel 18 times a year. I'm referring, of course, to Halil Shalim. We say Halil 18 times a year, on Hanukkah, Pesach, one day of Pesach, one day of Shavuos, eight days of Sukkot and Shmini so, altogether, there are 18 days of saying Halal. Now, when do you say Halal? So, the Amit Bracha begins by saying that the laws of Hanukkah are based upon two miracles the miracle of the Shemen and the miracle of the Milchama. But do all the halachos relate to both reasons? Or could it be that some halachas relate to one reason, some halachas relate to another reason, and maybe some halachas will relate to both. Obviously, saying halil is a concept of shira. That the Bahag says is the And Pomerantzik begins his discussion by saying that, in a sense, we should say halal every day. Now this relates to what I discussed in last week's Shiur of saying Halal Psuke de Zimra every day, as opposed to saying Halal HaMitzri, which we only say on special occasions. After all, every single day we understand the greatness of Agarash Baruchu through the world of nature. So why don't we say Halal every day? And the answer was that we suggested last week that we see the greatness of Agarash Baruchu on a daily basis. But we don't see supernatural things happening every day. Yes, it's true that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world with miracles, but miracles that are clothed in the garb of nature. And therefore we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but we don't say Hallel, which we would only say on a special, special occasion when we feel the mighty strength of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who can undo the powers of nature. He explains this further and says that we don't see the Gevur HaShem on a daily basis. Yes, we have the loving kindness of God in the fact that we live in a world that runs well, if not for human beings, sometimes messing things up, the world would run perhaps even better. But we thank a Baruch Hu for but only when there's Gvuros Hashem, when we see the Almighty's powers, the powers of the Almighty in a unusual fashion, that's when we say Harul Hamitsri. The Gemari in Megillah asks the question why is it that we don't say on unpurim? Of course the assumption is that there is a strong reason why we should say halel, namely that if we said Hallel on Pesach when we were slaves and left slavery to become free men, we were not in danger, in physical danger in Mitzrayim. They wanted us to be slaves. They did not want us to go free. But nevertheless, from from the freedom of slavery, we say Hallel. On Purim, when we were saved from impending doom, when Haman... Wanted, he wanted to physically annihilate the Jewish people, commit genocide. Then we were saved from death. Shouldn't we say Shira? One of the answers of the Gemara is because Halel says, says, We are not yet going to be able to say that sentence when we're still Avdei Paro, when we're still the Avadim of Achashverosh. When we left Paro, we could say, Avdei Hashem. we became slaves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we were, we were removed from our slavenom to Paro. But at the end of the story of Purim, Bnei Israel was still subjugated to Achashverosh. They Perhaps the Megillah wanted to somehow give a hint to this, that there were more taxes placed after the story of Purim we were still completely indebted to HaShverosh. Pomerantzik explains this as follows. It's true that in Purim we should have said Halil, but there was Gvuras Hashem. People saw, even though the name of Megillah, the name of God, is not written in the Megillah, but nevertheless the people understood that Hagorosh Baruch Hu ran the world. Hagorosh Baruch Hu arranged the hidden miracles of Purim, but there was no Chazde Hashem. The Chazde Hashem would have been complete if we had been free. So, in order to say Halil, you have to have both Gevuras Hashem and Chazde Hashem. And he proves this also from the words of Az Yashir, from Shiva Hayam. In Shiva Hayam, we say, Ashiva Lashem, Ki gao ga'a. Ki gaogaa means Hakadosh Baruch Hu, overcame great people, a great army. You see, from there the gevura Hashem, a'shirah Hashem ki gaogaa, but that would not have been enough because then you say azib esimatzka vahili lishua. The strength of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is realized. But when you say Shira, is when that strength is combined with the Bayi lilishua. You have to say both K'vuras Hashem and Chazay Hashem. And he quotes his Rebbe Reb Delvo, as saying the following interpretation. We say in Davening, in Hallel, we say Haluas Hashem kol Ki gavar aleinu ve'emes Hashem Rebel will explain there is a bracha that you make on something that God did good for you for example when you bring an extra bottle of wine a good bottle of wine to the table you make a bracha atov is also a bracha on for example when you see a rainbow when you see thunder, when you see uh, lightning, when you hear thunder. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu had, combines both, that he does a miracle for Am Yisrael, and you see Gvuras Hashem, that's when you say Hallel. Haluas Hashem kol goyim shabchu kol ki gavar aleinu chasto. The Gvuras Hashem was expressed, but we also felt we Chazdei Hashem. When you have both Gvura and Chesed, then you say Halil. The Biskirav added, when you, if a Navi would come and say to Am Yisrael that tomorrow HaKadosh Baruch Hu will reveal himself and do tremendous miracles and save the Jewish people. Let us assume that at least there are some people who have such a level of bitachon, of confidence, in the words of the Navi, that they see this before their own eyes. They actually realize the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to come true tomorrow. Should they say, hello today? On one hand, they are going to experience the strength, the might of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Bishkarav said, that's not what the Pasuk says. And which Pasuk did he quote? Pasuk that we all know in Davening. Somehow we say these things in Davening and don't really pay that much attention to the deep meaning of the words. But he quotes the Pasuk, I can trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'm going to be extremely happy that the Kaddish Baruch Hu will save me. Ashira Lashem, when will I sing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? When is there a key of Hallel? Ki Gavar Alai. I, I will only thank Ki gamal Alai. I'll only thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'll only say the Shira after it actually happens. I have to have both Gvuras Hashem and Chazdei Hashem before it actually happen in order to say, in order to require us to say Hallel. With this principle, Rabbi Amaranchik explained the difference between the Gemara and al The Gemara discusses my Hanukkah. And the Gemara means for which miracle did they establish the concept of calling Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Whether it's a Yom Tov or not, we'll soon discuss. But why? what is the reason that they actually declared a concept called Hanukkah? And the Gemara's answer was because of Pach Hashem. Not because of the war. The concept of making a, a, a special week of significance for Hanukkah was because of the miracle of the of the oil. But when we say Shira, when we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there is really not much to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for in terms of the if we wouldn't have had oil that's tahar, we would have lit with shem and tamei. Whatever we would have done, you can discuss the halacha, if you can use shem and tamei, many people have written and discussed the, why do you need the miracle at all of pacha But one thing is clear. There was no particular physical benefit that I'm Yisrael had from the Pach Hashem. so it might be such a great miracle that it's appropriate to have a week called Hanukkah. But there would be no reason to say Hallel for the miracle of the candles. When we say Hallel, specifically when we say Hoda in Shemone Esrei. So what we're saying is that now I want to thank Hashem. Ya Gevli bibsho asakha, ashirasham ki gamal alay did something great for me. So what did he do for me? What he did for me was gibolim bi'at charshim, rabim bi'ad me'atim, tmeim bi'at torim, rishim bi'at sadikim, vezitim bi'ad osketorata. The miracle of being saved from a strong, powerful, wicked army is a miracle for which a person should say hoda and ultimately say hallel. So the Gemara does not actually distinguish the Gemara did distinguish between the concept of the Milchama and the concept of Nir. al Anisim emphasized the Milchama because that requires us to say Hoda the Gemara emphasized the candles that's the reason they made Chanukah. in a certain sense Rav Salaveitschik said this whole idea in a much shorter version, without many of the proofs and ideas that I quoted before. And this is was written originally in the Journal of Masora, published by the Union of Orthodox in New, in New York, known as the OU or the UO. And they used to write Torah of the Rav. Apparently Rav Shurkin wrote this article, because it was reprinted later in his sefer, HaRei it begins, a short piece, by saying that in al we don't mention the word neflos. When we light the candles, we say, We do mention the Pele. And the Rav explained the difference between Neis nice and Pele. He said the word Pele is something that's not understandable. It would never exist and he quotes, ki palei Khadavar something is removed from you, it's completely removed from you. Neis is something that is explicable, but it rarely happens. It shows the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. In When you say thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you don't say the word Pele, because the candles were Pele. But there's no reason to say, Thank you for the Neiros. When, on the other hand, when you talk about the Neiros themselves, that was a pelle. So therefore you mention the word pele. And now I'm going to, I'll translate into English, but I'm going to translate the words as they appear, written in the name of the Rav, in Masala. Why, in Hoda, do we not thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the spiritual gift of the Neiros? that for our lives, which are completely in, in the hands of a Baruch Hu, and we only discuss physical objects, only for Torah is there Hoda in but not in anything else spiritual, because of that, we don't mention the Neiros in Hoda, because that's only a spiritual benefit. In the candles, when we talk about the candles, the purpose is pierce from anes. Pierce from is a Pele. So, in a sense, what Rav Soloveitchik wrote, Rav Pomeranchik expanded. Of course, the Emek Bracha was written long time before the Masora appeared. But the Emek Bracha has a similar idea. He just calls it Has Hashem and Gvuras Hashem and the Rav talked about the physical benefits as opposed to the spiritual benefits. Again, just to summarize, the idea of Hanukkah might be based upon the spiritual concept of the miracle of the Pacha of the Beis HaMikdash. But the idea of saying thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is based on the physical salvation on the Chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for saving us in the war. Now, I mentioned that the concept of Hanukkah might have been declared as the way I explained the Gemara. Because of the Pach Hashem, and we say Hallel because of because of the Milchama. The Rambam in Ilchus Chanukah, Aleph, tells the story of Hanukkah. Interestingly enough, the Rambam did not tell the story of Purim in Ilchus Megillah. And some will explain very simply that we don't need to tell the story of Hilchos. Purim because we read the Megillah, and we have the story there, and that's of Manes. But in Hanukkah, where you don't have any book of Tanakh written about the story of Hanukkah, therefore the Ram had to tell us the story and explain that this is part of of Manes to know the story. And what is the story? The Ramam has both. The Ram says that they were Gezeros against the Jewish religion, they took away Jewish money and Jewish girls. They went into the Beis HaMikdash and did terrible damage there. And there was a lot of pressure upon the Jewish people. Until HaKadosh Baruchu had Rahmanas and saved them, the Bnei overcame the enemy, saved Jewish people they appointed a king and the government of Israel, Machut Yisrael, the kingdom of Israel, remained for over 200 years when the Jews overcame their enemies. It was on the 25th day of Kislev and they tell the story, they came into the Beis HaMikdash, they did not find pure oil, there was only enough to light one day and they lit it for eight days And this is the reason that they made the miracle, the story of the Hanukkah for eight days. And according to the Rambam, they are Yemei Simcha V'Hallel. Now, Yemei Simcha V'Hallel means that there are days of both saying Hallel and Yemei Simcha. Simcha in Judaism is generally expressed by a concept of Mishta, of having a festive meal. According to the Rambam, it seems that the reason for establishing the concept of Hanukkah was for both reasons. Not the way I explained the Gemara necessarily, that the idea basically was for the Pach Hashem, but for both reasons, for the Milchama and the Pach Hashem. The Rambam also adds that there is a, an idea of Mishta or better, of Simcha which I explained to mean Mishteh. Now, the Shulchan Aruch did not pass in that way. In the Shulchan Aruch, it says that the meals that we add on Purim, on Hanukkah, to celebrate Hanukkah, are called Sudot Rishut. I could translate that as being optional. You don't have to make those sudos. If you do it, it's a nice idea. And they add, but in order to declare those udos as a su'das mitzvah, it would be appropriate to say divret Torah, to dedicate this meal to praise of Baruch Hu maybe with saying songs, shirim, zmirot, saying divret Torah, and that would make it a su'dat mitzvah. This idea is originally, at least the first source that I know, is found in the Yam Shul Shlomo in Rav The Yam Shul Shlomo written by the Maharshal Rabbi Shlomo Luria, wrote about certain occasions where it's difficult to de- to determine if they're actually a suda's mitzvah. He discusses, among other cases, a, a suda of a bar mitzvah. So he suggests that any suda that you want to feel is a suda's mitzvah, even though technically, halachically, it's not considered automatically a suda's mitzvah, could be considered a Sudas mitzvah if you get up at this Suda and say, tora, shirim then that Suda itself would be called a Sudas mitzvah. This idea was employed by the Shulchan Aruch in terms of the Sudas of Hanukkah. Some people might say that this might be the best apolitical solution to an issue of Sudot and Yom Atzmot Yom Obviously the people who really believe that HaKamat Dinah is the establishment of the state of Israel could be considered ashalt de or perhaps even more than that need no justification that to make a Suda on that day would be a Sudas mitzvah however even people that are somewhat hesitant about declaring those specific days as yamim uh, Tovim could definitely adapt the principle of the Yamsha Shlomo, and say that the Sudas on this particular day should be a, a Sudas which is based on the V'etara, talk about the greatness of Akadish Baruch, who sings miras in praise of Akadish Baruch, Hu, and that would make it a Sudas mitzvah according to all opinions. The bottom line is that the Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam seem to disagree with each other. The Rambam says that there are days of Simcha, whereas in the Shulchan Aruch, it's not days of Simcha, but it's days of uh, saying thank you to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. But the Sudas would be a Sudas Rishus. The Raghadosh came along and suggested a possibility to somehow adapt both opinions without saying there was a machlokus between them. And he explained as follows. The Tzavtas Paneach, of course, written by Rabbi Yosef Rosen, better known as the Rogachever, said that originally, when Hallel was first, well, actually, when the miracle first took place. At that time, what did we celebrate? We celebrated the war and the concept of of renewing the Beis HaMikdash, the Chanukah Saba'is. We were allowed to go back into the Beis HaMikdash, purify it, and go back to doing the Avodah. So that was the reason for establishing, establishing Hanukkah. And because of those reasons, we would make it a day of Simcha and hoda. The hoda would be more for the war the Simcha would be more for the Beis HaMikdash. Then he points out that these holidays, all the holidays, many other holidays as well, were written in this book called Megillah And the Gemara Paskins, in Rosh Hashanah, that Megillah was cancelled. After the Churban Beis HaMikdash, there would be no reason to celebrate any holiday that had to do with the Beis HaMikdash. How could a person celebrate the hallow of Beis HaMikdash when there is no Beis HaMikdash? So the Gemara says, Chanukah and Purim were not cancelled. Everything else was cancelled. So he said, the Raghachav, that when it says that Chanukah wasn't cancelled, it means the part of Chanukah that we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for saving us from the war, that part wasn't cancelled that has nothing to do specifically with the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore that will last and continues today. However, the idea of celebrating Hanukkah because of the Pach Hashemen, because of the renewal of the Beis HaMikdash, which would require us to have Simcha, that no longer exists at all, because Batlamegirastanis, and even Batlamegirastanis as referring to Hanukkah to the section that relates to the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, the, the Rambam, when he wrote the Mishnah Torah, he wrote the original idea. Why did they say Halil? Why did they have a, a, a Simcha on Hanukkah? And the answer was, because of two reasons. Because of the Beis HaMikdash, because of the Nerus Hanukkah, and because of the Milchama. However, today, when we would say, perhaps the Rambam would agree with the Shulchan Aruch. Since bottom Miguel Yelastanis, the concept of Simcha with the Beis would would be no longer be applicable, and therefore today, we would say the Sudos are a Sudos and not a Sudas Chava, as the Shulchan Aruch. But basically, the Rambam might very well agree with the Shulchan Aruch, that today, there is no din of Simcha, and the Shulchan Aruch could agree with the Rambam that once upon a time, maybe there was. The idea, again, goes back to the original topic, which parts of Hanukkah were based on which miracle. The idea of Rav and Rav Salvechik was to differentiate between Chazdei Hashem and Kevuras Hashem. And uh, the Rav talked more about the Simcha of Beis HaMikdash as opposed to the uh, Simcha or the Hodah for the Milchama.